What? <laughs> yeah, I know it's funny. I, well, I mean, we'll start in a second. Everyone gets confused. It starts off sixty, and then you fill it with three hundred people jumping up and down for hours and hours. It starts to get warm, and then and then it'll lower down by the break. By the time the break is over, it's back to sixty-four, and then yeah. Yom Kippur, you're fasting. You're not going to be. You're not going to be. Yom Kippur, you're fasting. Um, okay, let's start. So we're up to the Mishnah and Daf Lamid Vav Amid Beis. Um, the Mishnah says like this: Kol mitzvah she tuluya ba'aretz, einay neheges ela ba'aretz. Any mitzvah that's taloy in Eretz Yisrael only applies in Eretz Yisrael. Now, uh, you obviously can intuitively figure out what this means. What it means is any mitzvah that's contingent on on produce, right? Trumas, maestris. The Gemara at first doesn't understand it that way, but that's the conclusion. So it means any mitzvah that's totally in Eretz Yisrael, trumas and maestris and chala and all that stuff. I'm sorry, I take chala out actually. No, chala put chala in. It's only noyig in Eretz Yisrael. There's no trumas and maestris outside of Eretz Yisrael. And any mitzvah that's not contingent on Eretz Yisrael, like tefillin, it's not contingent on the land, it's not contingent on the sin. It's not contingent on the is Rabbanan Truma Samaisus, but to say that my Tfilin's not good outside of Israel would be frightening. So the Gemara says, now, so okay, so all, basically all land mitzvahs only apply in Eretz Yisrael, except Mina Orla Uklayim. Orla, which is the first three-year fruits being Aser, that applies in Chutzlaritz as well. And Klayim, the fact that you're not allowed to cross species, that also applies. Even though those are land mitzvahs, they apply both in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutzlaritz. Revelezer Oimer Afa Chadash. Revelezer adds even Chadash. Now there's two ways to understand that. I'll just spoil the Gemara for you. There's two ways to understand Revelezer. Revelezer could be adding Chadash to the list of things that apply both in Israel and outside of Israel. So Chadash, the new grain before Pesach, you're not allowed to eat that. So meaning the Tanakama, if it applies only in Israel, that's like a leniency. So the Tanakama says there are two mitzvahs that are strict, Arla and Klayim. They apply the whole world. Revelezer says, I'm even more strict, I'll add Chadash. Or, the Tanakama actually added Chadash, that it applies everywhere, and Rav Liezer says, no, Afa Chadash, Eina Neheges, Ela Baaretz. So, the, the, when Rav Liezer says Afa Chadash, there's two ways to understand it, meaning Afa Chadash applies both in Israel or outside of Israel, or Afa Chadash only applies in Eretz Yisrael. There's two ways to read Rav Liezer. The Gemara will analyze this. Okay. Now, the Gemara starts off like this. My Tluya, my Shana What does it mean, a mitzvah that's Tali Baaretz? Again, I told you what it means because, like, that's just the way to read it. But the Gemara wants to know what does it mean a mitzvah that's taloi in Eretz Yisrael only applies in Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara says, Perhaps this is what it means taloi. Dependent doesn't mean that it grows from the ground. Dependent means like this: there are many mitzvahs in the Torah that Hakadosh Baruch Hu introduced the mitzvah, but kisavayu ala aretz, kisavayu ala aretz, kisavayu ala aretz. So maybe when it says a mitzvah that's taloi in Eretz Yisrael only applies in Eretz Yisrael, it means a mitzvah. That it says in the pasuk, that the pasuk says, when you enter Israel, you have to do it. Those mitzvahs only apply in Eretz Israel. Okay, that could be. Right? There are certain mitzvahs that Hakadosh Baruch Hu introduced them by saying, when you go to Eretz Israel, start doing the mitzvah. So maybe those mitzvahs that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave that introduction only apply in Eretz Israel, not in Chutzlarts. Here's the problem: Haret Tefillin. 
Harry Tfilin, Petachamar, the Sibabia, Tfilin, the Pusik describes Tfilin as Kisavayola Aretz. The Pusik describes, it's the Lush of the Pusik. The Pusik says regarding, uh, regarding uh, Tfilin, Hoya Kiviacha, Laretz Aknani. Right, we say it, it's in the Tfilin. Hoya Kiviacha means the Pusik of Tfilin is only, it's, uh, that means that Tfilin you only wear in Eretz Yisrael? Of course not. So what does it mean, Tluya Vashayin? It's Tluya. So rather, Amar Vida Hachi Kama. Kal Mitzah Shi Choyves Aguv Neheges Bein Baris Bein Mechutz Laretz. What it means is like this, any mitzvah that's on your body, that's on you, on the person, applies everywhere. Tefillin is you, it's everywhere. Shabbos is you, it's everywhere. Any mitzvah that's contingent on the ground, that you need it to grow from the ground, only applies in Eretz Yisrael. So that's trumas, maestres, chala, those things are, they're not contingent on you, you can't have it without the ground. So because you need the ground, therefore it's only chayiv in Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Now, what's the source? How do I know that land obligations only apply in Eretz Yisrael? The Tanah Abana, the Brisa teaches. The Pasuk says in Devarim, right, These are the mitzvahs that, uh, I just read the Pasuk before we said the Gemara. These are the mitzvahs that, uh, the chukim that Hashem is going to give to you when you go into Eretz Yisrael, that you have to keep... Um, you have to keep, as long as you're living on the ground, you have to keep these mitzvahs. So what, this pasuk, each word is representing a different concept. These are the mitzvahs, these are the laws. Those are the halachas that you need a medrash to explain, right? Like this clear psukim, and then there's halachas that are sort of bederech drush. Not drush as in like agadita, but like they needed drushes to get to it. Kavachaymer, Zereshav, you understand? You had to like look into it. Hamishpatim, laws, eluadinim. These are the, you know, the dinim. These are monetary laws. Asha Tishmarun, that you'll keep. Zumishna, that's referring to Mishnah, that's referring to learning Torah. Okay, meaning this is the, the this is the obligation to learn Torah in order to know how to keep the halachas. Lasais, Zumaisa, that's performing the actual mitzvahs. Ba'aretz, Ba'aretz means the land. That implies that the Pasuk is saying that there are mitzvahs that only apply Ba'aretz. So Yachol, Kola, Mitzvahs, Kunle, you might think that what someone said before, that mitzvahs only apply in Eretz Yisrael, and they don't apply in Chutz La'aretz. No. <laughs> as long as you're alive. Right? Allah Aretz implies Dafkin but as long as you're living. That's everywhere. Okay. Well, if you have, basically it's a bit of a contradiction. You have the word Ba'aretz, which implies Eretz Yisrael, and then you have the word which implies everywhere. So like the Pasuk is sort of in, in both both areas. So the Gemara says, So the Pasuk both includes Chutz and excludes Chutz So how do you reconcile this? So here's the rule. Look at the next Pasuk. The next Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, Destroy all churches and all idols wherever they are. So the Pasuk is telling you there's some instances that apply in Israel. And there are some instances that apply Chaim uh, al-Adam, the whole world. How do you know which one is which? Well, the next passage. The next passage says, get rid of idols everywhere. Meaning, if it's an Avera like an idol, it applies to the whole world. What is idol? Is idol totally on the ground? No. Does it have to grow from the ground? No, it's a church. It could be anywhere. So any mitzvah that you don't need the ground applies to the whole world. Any mitzvah that needs the ground, it's the Afghan Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara says, Just like idolatry is contingent on the person, it's a personal act that's not dependent on the ground. And it applies the world over. 
So too, all mitzvahs that are tali on you apply throughout the world. The mitzvahs, though, however, that are contingent on the ground, that is dafkan So we said, there are two mitzvahs, though, that apply the whole world, and that's Arla and Klayim. Right? And then Rav Eliezer says, Avachadosh. Again, the simple way to read the Mishnah is that the Tanakhama is being strict with two mitzvahs, that there are two mitzvahs that apply the whole world. Again, if it applies the whole world, that's a stringency, because that means in America we got to do it. So there are two mitzvahs that are strict, and that's Orla and Klayim. And then Rav Eliezer says, I'll be even more strict. I'm going to add Chadash. That's one way to read it. There's a second way to read it the Gemara is going to say. The Gemara says like this, Ibai Luhai Vakashim. Rav Liezer, the Kula Is Rav Liezer trying to be lenient or strict? Again, the simple way to read is that he's being strict. He's adding Chadash to the list of mitzvahs that apply both in Chutzlars or in Eretz Yisrael. Or there's another way to read it. How would you read the other way? Let's, let's read it two ways. L'chumra Polig. Is he being strict and he's saying that Chadash only applies, that Chadash applies both in Chutzlars and in Eretz Yisrael? Meaning the Tanakama did not put Chadash in the list of world over. He looked, Tanakama said Chadash in Israel, because it's a ground halacha. Rav Liezer says, no, Chadash kol olam. So that's being strict. L'chum Tanakama. The Tanakama says, Chutz min arlam min aklaim. The only mitzvah that apply in the whole world, even though it's telling in the ground, is arlam klaim. Why? It's halacha moshe masina. Meaning, why is it that arlam and klaim apply outside of Israel? Halacha moshe masina. Hashem told Moshe. Even though it is a ground halacha, fine. goes with the regular rules. It's totally in the ground. Chadash means you're not allowed to eat new grain until after Pesach. So Chadash is the new grain. It's ground halacha. So it applies to Afghan Israel. My time. So, okay. Now, l- let me explain one more point. What's the machlekes Rav Liyaz and the Chacham about? However you understand it, one opinion says Chadash applies in Israel, and one opinion says Chadash applies everywhere. It's just you could read it both ways. You could say the Tanakhama says Chadash in Israel only, and Rav Eliezer adds Chadash as being Chutzlaretz, or you could say the Tanakhama said Chutzlaretz, and Rav Eliezer said, no, Af Chadash ain't a no haggis ele ba'aretz. Well, you see, you can read it both ways. But what's the Machlokas about? The Machlokas is that by the, by the Mitzvah Chadash, it says Toshav. Toshav means you shall live. There's two ways to look at Toshav. Toshav can mean... Bechol Moshevosam, wherever you live in the world. So the Pasuk could be specifically saying, Chadash is Toshav, wherever you are, even in Chutzlaretz. Or, Toshav can mean when you enter Israel, and Toshav meaning once Israel is settled. You see, when they moved into Eretz Yisrael, it took them seven years to conquer, and then seven years to divvy up the land. There were 14 years where they were not settled. There are certain mitzvahs that did not apply until everything was settled. Like Bikurim did not apply until everything was settled. So maybe Toshav does not mean that Chadesh applies Bechol Moshevosam, even in America and in Spain. Rather, Toshav means it applies only in Israel, but you have to be settled first. So however you translate Toshav, that will dictate where Chadesh applies. You understand? So the Gemara says, why is it the Tanakhama feels that Chadesh only applies in Israel? Because Toshav... Moshav doesn't mean everywhere in the world. It just means after you've already settled down. So meaning, according to Tanakama, Chadash applies only in Israel, but it did not apply right away. It applied after we conquered and uh, divvy up the land after we were settled in Israel. That's the Tanakama's view. Rav Eliezer then says, no. Rav Eliezer then saying, no. Chadash also applies both in Israel and in Chutzlars. Why? My time, it's a land halacha. Why would it apply in America? Moshev, he translates Moshev 
As Moshev means wherever you are. So it's a machlokas really how to translate Moshev. Does Moshev mean in Israel after yeshiva, after it's settled? Or Moshev means wherever you're living? However you understand that, that'll apply. So that's the first way to understand it. The second way is the same names, but reversed. Instead of the Tanakama saying it only applies in Israel and Rav Eliezer saying it applies in Chutzlaretz, the second way to read the Mishnah is that Tanakama said it applies both in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutzlaretz, and Rav Eliezer says, no, afa chadash in Rehegis you have to add those words. So Gemara says, Perhaps they have the reverse opinions. This is how the Tanakama reads it. The Tanakama says, The Tanakama says, Even Chodesh applies both in Israel and in Chodesh. Because the Tanakama is now translating Yoshev, Moshev as wherever you are. Chabrusa just canceled. In case he's listening. So anyway, so the Gemara says like this. So there's two ways to read that. Okay. Or so there's two ways to read it. Basically, one opinion is going to say Moshev applies Davka in Eretz Yisrael, but after it's settled. Or Moshev can mean Bechol Moshev Osam. Even in Chutzlars. One opinion holds one, one opinion is the other. There's, you could read it either way. So the Gemara says, here's the answer. Tashima, to Amr Abaya. Abaya once said, Man Tana de Abaya once said, You know who argues with Rav Eliezer in our Mishnah? Who's the Tanakama? It's Ravi Shmol. It's Ravi Shmol. Now, Ravi Shmol never addressed. Our, uh, the Machlokas and our Mishnah is Chadash. Rav Shmol never said, Talk about Chadash. Rav Shmol was referring to the following Shaila. Okay? Um, Rav Yishmael felt you know when they entered Israel there was a period of time just from a Jewish history and a Jewish halachic perspective when the Jews were in the desert they had basically a Beis HaMikdash right? they had a Mishkan but it was basically a Beis HaMikdash as long as the Mishkan was around during those 39 years you were not allowed to have a private altar or a public altar there were no altars it was that only same thing when the Beis HaMikdash was actually built when the Beis HaMikdash was built that was it when the Jews entered Eretz Yisrael, there was a period of time where bummas were allowed. Both private altars and what's called a public altar. The public altar was basically the Mishkan. When the Mishkan was in Nov or Gilgal, it was the public altar. But you could have private altars. You could have private altars in your backyard. And you could bring private karbanos. The question is, during the period of time where private altars and a public altar was accessible, were you allowed to bring nisachim, which is libations, for your private karbanos on private altars, right? You have a private altar, you're bringing a shlaman, okay? Does that allow to have libations? The, or, dafka by Nov and Gilgal, dafka by the public altar, was there allowed to have libations? That's the question. Was Nesachim applied by private, private altars? Ravi Shmuel felt Nesachim do not apply to private ones. Do not. Okay? What does this have to do with this? The Pasuk says by the Nesachim, Moshav. So, okay, how do you translate that? I just got finished saying there's two ways to translate that. That's either wherever you live, or after it's settled. Think about it. Rav Yishmael feels you cannot have Nesachim on private altars. So how does he translate Moshav by, by Nesachim? It can't be wherever you are, because you can't have Nesachim by private altars. Again, the Jews are in Israel, the Jews are in, okay, the Mishkan is in Gilgal, yeah? So it's, there's one Mishkan in Gilgal. 
Everyone else can have private altars. You could have hundreds of private altars. Where does Rabbi Shmuel say you could have Nesachim libations only? In one place and one place only, and that's by Gilgal, nowhere else. So how does he translate the Pasuk Moshav? Again, there's two ways to translate it. We just got finished saying. It's a Shailin the Tanoim. How do you translate Moshav? Is it Bechol Moshav Osam, wherever you are, or after the Eretz Yisrael is settled? How is Rabbi Shmuel going to have to translate Moshav by, by libations? He can't be wherever you are because he doesn't believe you could have Nesachim wherever you are. He believes Nesachim, private lib- uh, libations can only be placed on one place and one place only. Gilgal, Zehu. So how does he translate Moshav? He can't say Bechol Moshav Osam. It's not Bechol Moshav Osam. Listen, if you told me, like the other Tanoim, that you could have private, during the time of the private altars, you could have libations at every private altar. Then you could have a libation in Beit Shemesh, in Haifa, in Tel Aviv, in Svat, in Eilat, v'chule. Then I could translate Toshav as Bechol Moshav Osam. Yeah, because you could have libations. Bechol Moshav Osam. Everyone's backyard could have a libation. According to Rabbi Shmuel, it's only in the big one. The, the, the large Bama by the Mishkan, basically. That's the only place that it has it. So how does he translate Toshav? He can't translate as Bechol Moshav Osam. It has to be that it means after Eretz Yisrael is settled. That's Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. So let's just bring it all back. We had a Shaila of how does Rav and the Rabbanon translate. One translates Moshav as Bechol Moshav Osam, and one translates Moshav as after Eretz Yisrael is settled, regarding the laws of Chadash. Abaya said, the one who argues on Rav Eliezer is Rabbi Shmuel. How does Rabbi Shmuel translate Moshav? He translates it after Eretz Yisrael is settled, which means Rav Eliezer translates Moshav as Bechol Moshvosam, which means he holds that Rav Eliezer holds Chadash applies both in Israel and in Chutzlaretz. Again, the Shaila of where Chadash applies equals the translation of how do you translate Moshav? Does it mean Bechol Moshvosam and Chadash applies in Chutzlaretz? Or Moshav means after Eretz Yisrael is settled, but it's only in Israel? We're not sure how Rav Eliezer translates, how the Tanakhama translates, because there's options either way. You know what the answer is? Abayah said, you know who argues in Rav Eliezer? Rabbi Shmuel. Now, Rabbi Shmuel is not related to Chadash, but Rabbi Shmuel does translate Moshav as after Eretz Yisrael is settled, not Bechol Moshvosam, which means if he's arguing in Rav Eliezer, that means Rav Eliezer translates Bechol Moshvosam, which means if it means Bechol Moshvosam, that means that Chadash applies both in Eretz Yisrael and Chutzlaretz. That's basically the proof. We'll just see it inside. The Gemara says, Tashima, Amr Abayah, man tana de Pauli de Rav Eliezer. Abayah said, you know who argues on Rav Eliezer? Rav Yishmael. The Tanya, again, this is a Shiloh regarding wine libations, and it says the word Moshav, um, which means uh, whatever, has, can have either one of two meanings. So, what Rav Yishmael say? Lam d'chosh shokomakum shenemer bo Moshav, ain't alacha yushav yishiv, Rav Yishmael. Rav Yishmael says, you know what the word Moshav means in the Torah? It does not mean chutz la'aretz. It can't. And, and by the way, it doesn't even mean you're dwelling within Israel. It, it can't mean multiple dwellings because he doesn't believe you could have libations in multiple places. Therefore, what does Moshev mean? It means in Israel after it's settled. That's it. Comes, and, and that would dictate to the Machlech's here. Comes Rav Yekiva, Amal Rav Yekiva, Rav Yekiva says, wait a minute, so you, you're telling me the word Moshev means one location in Israel after it's settled. Okay. Uh, you know what it says the word Moshev about? Shabbos. So you don't have to keep Shabbos outside of Israel. Right? So, so you're telling me Moshav means Dafka in Eretz Yisrael. So what about Shabbos? Rabbi Kiva says, The word Moshav applies by Shabbos and that applies both the whole world. So says Rabbi Kiva, you know what Moshav means? He disagrees. Moshav means everywhere. Because he holds you could have wine libations on every private altar. So it could be everywhere. 
Again, obviously everywhere when it is, or fine, but at least it's everywhere. And Shabbos is everywhere in the Gan Sevel. So it says, um, so how does Rabbi, Rabbi Shmuel respond to that? Again, Rabbi Kiva is making a good point. Rabbi Shmuel translates Moshe Shabbos Dafke Israel after it's settled. Rabbi Kiva says, well, what about Shabbos? So you don't have to keep Shabbos in Chutzlaretz. So Rabbi Shmuel responds, I'm like, Shabbos Shabbos is different. I don't care about the word Moshe. Whatever the word Moshe means, Shabbos you have to keep everywhere. I, the word Moshe is applied by Shabbos, and Moshe means Davke Israel. But Shabbos has a Kavachaymer. What's the Kavachaymer? Mam is this Kalis Naigis, Beimaritz, Beimachutzlaritz. Shabbos Chamir, like culture again. Shabbos, there's a Kavachaymer that will override the word Moshe. Why? Do you have to wear tzitzis in, in America? Yeah. Is tzitzis a very, very strict mitzvah? No. So you're telling me that I have to wear tzitzis in America, I can, I can be Michal Shabbos? Of course not. Meaning, Rabbi Shemal's response is, I don't care about the word Moshe. Shabbos, you have to keep everywhere. It's the most chomer mitzvah. There's no way it doesn't apply outside of Israel. By the way, Agav, just, there's a, there was a shayla of how do you keep Shabbos on the North Pole and even in space. So there was a sefer, uh, Rav Vadi has a chuva sefer that he called Rav Yosef Mashash. That Rav Yosef Mashash argued that maybe in the North Pole, because there's six months of sunlight, six months of daylight, if you hold, Kensai, there's no Shabbos. Why? Because maybe Shabbos is seven times the seventh day after a, a period of 24 hours with a sunrise and a sunset. There's no sunrise and sunset every 24 hours. So if you ask Mishash said, so maybe you don't have to keep Shabbos in the North Pole. So Ravavadi says it can't be. He says it can't be that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a place in this universe where you don't have to keep Shabbos. It's not Mestaber. It's just unlikely. And it's sort of from this Gemara that it's like, it's a Kavachamir. It's everywhere. Oh, that's a separate shot. Yeah, every seventh, uh, basically every seventh 24-hour period, you just keep 24 hours, regardless of sunrise, sunset. There's another possibility that the, that the sunrise and a sunset makes a day, which means that you have six years of no Shabbos, but you have one year of Shabbos. Okay, but it's not for now. The, anyway, so the Gemara says like this. The Gemara just finishes up the proof. The point is, if Rabbi said that Rav Yezer argues in Rabbi Shmuel, and Rabbi Shmuel translates Moshev as Eretz Yisrael, that means Rav Yezer translates Moshev as everywhere, which means Rav Yezer is the one who says that Chadash is B'chol Moshev Oseichem, it applies both in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutzlars. Okay, now, quick point. We're done with this discussion of Chadash. Now, back, analyze this point over here. Rabbi Shmuel translates the word Moshev as Israel after it's settled. Rabbi Kiva says, but it says Moshev by Shabbos. Rabbi Shmuel says, no, but the word Moshev means, every time throughout Tanakh, the word Moshev means in Israel after it's settled. And the proof is libations. Here's the problem. Libations doesn't just have the word Moshev. It says Yavai and Moshev. Moshev, Rabbi Shmuel is saying, whenever you see the word Moshev in Tanakh, it means in Israel after Eretz Yisrael settled. The problem, is, and his source is libations. The problem is libations doesn't just have the word Moshev. It has Yiviyacha and Moshev. So if you're going to use libations as being the source, Nesachim as being the source, it's not fair. You're saying, oh, you see from this parasha, wherever you have the word Moshev, it means Eretz Yisrael after it's settled. That's not true. If you're going to learn it out from Nesachim, then wherever the word Moshev and Yiviyacha are found, it's not fair to just base on the word Moshev. The word Moshev on its own is not enough. The Gemara says, Michti, Rabbi Shmuel Where is Rabbi Shmuel using the source that the word Moshev means after it's settled? And Nesachim, from libations. Go on the next page. By Nesachim, it doesn't just say the word Moshev. It says Bia also. It says entering Israel. So you should really, if you actually want to be accurate, you should say any time you find in Tanakh a mitzvah that has the word Moshev and Yiviyacha together, it means after it's settled. If you're going to learn, you're going to compare it from Nesachim, you've got to be accurate. 
So the Gemara says, you're right, that's what he meant. Rephrase the statement. Rabbi Shemal did not say the word Moshev means Israel. Moshev and Yiviyachav means Israel. Here's the problem. So now we're revising Rabbi Shemal's statement. Rabbi Shemal's statement is, the word Moshev on its own does not mean that. Moshev can mean anything. But Moshev and Bia means Israel. Okay, fair. What was Rabbi Akiva's problem with that? He says, Shabbos. Shabbos is Moshev. Okay. Rabbi Shemal never said Moshev. He said Moshev and Bia. Rabbi Shmuel never at this point, we changed his statement. He never said Moshev means Israel only. Moshev and Bia means Israel. You need two Shorashim. You need Moshev and Yivyacha together in the, in the same Pasuk. Rabbi Kiva says, I don't understand. How could you say Moshev means Israel? Shabbos says Moshev. Rabbi Shmuel should respond, I never said that. Right? I said Moshev and Bia. Shabbos doesn't have Moshev and Bia. Shabbos just has Moshev. So now Rabbi Kiva's question is kind of strange. Right? Rabbi Shmuel, we thought at first said, anytime you have the word Moshev, it means, in Kol Tarkul, it means Eretz Yisrael. To that, Rabbi Kiva made a good point. Shabbos is Moshev and it's Chutz it's also. But now we're saying, no, that's not what Rabbi Shmuel actually said. Rabbi Shmuel said, if it says the word Moshev, and Yiviyacha means Israel. So what's Rabbi Kiva's point now? Rabbi Kiva says, yeah, but Shabbos says Moshev. Great. I never said Moshev. I said Moshev and Yiviyacha. So the Gemara says, Yahachi, Amr Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Shabbos, Nemba, Mishabbos, Vamli, Shabbos, Kavachaymer, he, Namely, I know, Biyo Moshev, Kamina. Then why are you answering? What was Rabbi Shmuel's response to Rabbi Kiva? Eh, Shabbos is different. You have a Kavachaymer. Forget about that. He's saying, I never said we were in Moshev. I said Moshev and Yiviyacha. The answer is, Rabbi Kiva misunderstood Rabbi Shmuel. And Rabbi Shmuel answered, basically, I have two answers. First of all, I never said Moshev. Secondly, even if I did, Kavachaymer. Rabbi Kiva misunderstood Rabbi Shmuel, and Rabbi Shmuel responded, A, you're misunderstanding me, and B, even if what you're saying is correct, Shabbos is different. To that, Rabbi Shmuel was really saying, I have two answers for you. First of all, Chada first of all, uh, first of all, Eretz, uh, I, I said B and Moshev. I didn't say the word Moshev alone. V'oid, the carbon, Harry Shabbos, and Shabbos is also different. Okay. Now, what is the machloikas about between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva? Very, very simple. They have a machloikas, bekitzer, of whether um, libations can apply when they entered Israel everywhere, or dafk, meaning, how do you translate Moshev? Does Moshev mean that libations can be everywhere in Israel, in private altars, or Moshev means, no, in one location, and even in that one location, you have to settle for the first 14 years, no good. So basically, in other words, what you actually have over here, an interesting machloikas, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, when they entered Israel, could they have, there's two machlaikas in that really come out. First machlaikas is, do you have wine libations on private altars? That's one. And number two, do you have wine libations on public altars during the first 14 years? Right? According to Rabbi Kiva, it's Bechomosh Fosam right away. Rabbi Shmuel says, A, not right away. A, a not, not on private altars. B, even on the public altar, you've got to wait 14 years for it to be settled down. So there's actually two, two machlaikasim that are really emerging from this. Answering just in this case, but in the other case, it's just Moshe. Right? So that's why it has a double loss. So we could say Rabbi Shmuel was saying, Moshe, it's just because libations within the same can't be public. And if it just said Moshe, we can say, oh, it's interesting. Just yeah. but it's yeah. interesting. Nah. The Gemara does not do that. It's interesting. Well, the Gemara says, What's the Machlaikas really about? Rabbi Shmuel suffered like Kirvun Nasachim Bamidbar, Kamiflagi. You know what the real Machlaikas is about? Did they bring libations for private karbanos by the Mishkan? If you felt that they did, that means that during the Mishkan, during the 39 years, I brought a shlamim, I brought a private nesachim, then that's where Rav Akiva holds. So Rav Akiva says, you tell me for 39 years we had nesachim for private karbanos and then we're just going to stop for 14 years? No way. 
Rather, tishvu means spread it. Rabbi Shmuel feels they never actually brought Nisachim for private karbonos during the 39 years of the Midbar. So it was never part of the lexicon. So therefore, when they entered Israel, Hashem is saying, like, listen, we're going to start a new process in 14 years. I mean, so the machlokas of whether you brought a private, uh, 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 whether you brought Nisachim on a private karbon, besides for the fact that where it is, but Rabbi Shmuel feels you have to stop for 14 years, it's because Rabbi Shmuel felt they weren't doing it up to that point. If they had been doing it for 39 years, bringing Nisachim on private karbonos, they would not stop for 14 years. Rabbi Shmuel feels they never actually did for, four, they, they never did for 39 years, and Hashem is saying, listen, we'll start in 14 years. Okay, now, according to this version, this is not what Gavin said, because there's a second Tanber Rabbi Shmuel. According to this version, Tanber Rabbi Shmuel will tell you, what does the word Moshev mean? I, I, Moshev doesn't mean anything. Moshev and Bia means Israel. The Gemara says, Amr Abaya, hai Tanber Rabbi Shmuel, ma'pik me'idr Tanber Rabbi Shmuel. There's a machlokas within the Tanber Rabbi Shmuel. Tanber Rabbi Shmuel means a teaching from the yeshiva of Rabbi Shmuel. We just had one teaching, that is the word Bia and Moshev means Israel. You need both. There's actually a second teaching that contradicts it. The other teaching says the word be on its own means Israel. Uh, the word Moshev on its own means Israel. So right now we're saying that for it to be in Israel, you need Moshev and Bia, but there's actually a different Tanit Be'er Vishmael that just says Moshev. And we don't answer it. It's just a contradiction. The Gemara says, the Tanit Be'er Vishmael, Tanit Be'er Vishmael says, Ha'il v'nemru Bias b'tayr Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. So the first teaching of Tamar Shmuel is that for it to be in Israel, it needs settled in Israel. It needs Bia and Moshev. The other Tamar Shmuel says the word Bia on its own means Israel. So it's a machlogas. How so? You have the word Bias a lot in the Torah. Bias means when you enter, when you come, when you enter. V'yavo, kiviyacha. Now, one of them, one of the times the Torah says the word Bia is regarding a king. And regarding the king, the Torah specifically says Bia and Moshev, which means that you only have a mitzvah to set up a king after Eretz Yisrael was conquered and settled. So therefore, that tells you, So it says, You see from this, the word on its own means Israel after it's settled, and it's learned out from a king. So we basically have a two-machloikah. The first version of Tanah says that the word Bia and Moshev means Israel being settled. So it's after 14 years. This other time that the Be'er Shemal says, no, the word Yiviyacha on its own means after Israel settled, and it's learned out from a king. Because the king, it says Yiviyacha, and the king was Dafka after Eretz Yisrael was conquered and settled. So too, every time the word Yiviyacha means after Israel was conquered and settled. So the Gemara says, V'idach, the other time the Be'er Shemal who says that the word Yiviyacha on its own is not enough. You need Yiviyacha and Moshev. How, why does he not learn out from Melech? He says, you want to know why? There are two mitzvahs in the Torah that the Torah says the word Yiviyacha, and it says specifically will only begin after 14 years of conquering and settling. That's the king. You only appoint a king. You don't appoint a king the day you enter Israel. Dafka after Israel was conquered and settled. And Bikurim only apply. The mitzvah Bikurim, first fruit, only applies after Israel's conquered and settled. We had this the last couple of days. Anytime you have a concept that's repeated in two different places, that means do not learn from it. So it says the word Melech and Bikurim, and it says the word Yiviyacha, and it means conquered and settled. That means do not learn out from that. 
That's why the Tanah Be'er Bishmal, the beginning of the Amid said, for it to mean conquered and settled, you need Yiviyacha and Moshev. You don't say Yiviyacha on its own, because the times where we have Yiviyacha on its own, meaning that is Melech and Bikurim, Shnei Ksuv Mankechad, Ein Malamdim. How does the other Tanah Be'er Bishmal, who feels that Yiviyacha on its own is enough to mean conquered and settled, and he learns out from Melech and Bikurim, Ay, it's Shnei Ksuv Mankechad, Ein Malamdim. So we had yesterday... That if you have, if the concept is repeated in two different places, but it's necessary to be repeated in two different places, you could learn out from it. The concept is only when it's unnecessary in both places. If it's necessary, then you could learn out from it. Both the king and Bikurim, the fact that it needs, that they only begin after it, the settled, after Eretz Yisrael was conquered and settled, that needed to be stay, stated. Therefore, it's not Sheikh Zumakachar. Why was it necessary to say? That Dafka the king will start after 14 years, and Bikurim will start after 14 years, and I couldn't learn that from each other. I'll tell you why. If the Torah said the king after 14 years, I'd be like, I get it. Hashem doesn't want us to appoint a king right away. You want power to be settled. I, I, I get that. But Bikurim, Bikurim means I have first fruit. I want to thank Hashem. Conceptually, I would say you do that a week into Israel. I don't see why you have to wait 14 years. By the way, just Agav, uh, if you want like a nice word about it, the Rebbe used to say, so why Taka did you have to wait 14 years? He says, because you can't thank Hashem for your own chilek if there are other Jews that are still not settled. So the point is, so Bikurim, I would not learn out from it. And if the Pasuk had said that Bikurim you wait 14 years, I wouldn't apply that to a king because I would say, I think I need a king right away. I'm conquering and I'm settling. I need, I need leadership. So therefore the Pasuk specifically had to say a Melech waits 14 years and Bikurim waits 14 years. But because it was necessary, you could learn out from it. And the other Tanakama, the other Tanakama says, no, it's not necessary to say Bikurim. Why? If you tell me that a king, I have to wait 14 years, that Hashem does not even want a king to be settled for the first 14 years, I definitely would not think that there's Bikurim. And the other Tana says, no, I would actually compare it to Chala. Chala applied right away, so too. Bikurim would apply right away as well. Therefore, it's a shail of whether it was necessary. If it's necessary, then you have shnei ksuvan ke'echad malamdin. If it's not necessary, it's ein malamdin. Fine. Now, just to finish up the daf, very, very simple. The Gemara has the following question. The, the word Moishav, we had a shail of whether it means Israel only or Chutzlarts as well. Yeah? There are certain myths that apply here, but it has the word Moishav. Like, why? Shabbos, right? Do we keep Shabbos in America? Yeah. It says Moshev. So we said, Kavachimer. But why does it say Moshev? At the end of the day, well, why does it say it? The word Moshev implies Israel. There are mitzvahs that have the word Moshev, and they apply in Chutzlar. So what is the word Moshev coming to teach you? Right? Rabbi Kiva said, oh, Shabbos, it says Moshev, and you have to keep that in Chutzlar as well. So Rabbi Shemal says, yeah, Shabbos is different. It's Kavachimer. You have to keep it. So why does the word Moshev? What is it doing here? So the Gemara says, Now you tell me there's a rule that any mitzvah that's on the person that's not contingent on the ground applies both in Israel and Chutzlar. It's like Tefillin, Mitzvah, Shabbos, Tzitzis, and all that stuff. What do you Moshev for? The answer is, Itzrich. You want to know why you need the word Moshev? Again, the word Moshev can apply in Israel, or it could be Either way, you don't need it to be written by Shabbos. I'll tell you why. Shabbos, I know, applies to the whole world because it's not totally in the bat, it's not totally in the land. So we need Moshev for. I'll tell you why. If not for the word Moshev, I would actually think that Shabbos only applies if Bezdin is Mekadish the seventh day. Right? Yomtiv, 
it's only Yomtif if Bezazin is Mekadash Lechaydash, right? We only have Yom Kippur because they were Mekadash Rosh Hashanah. If they were not Mekadash Lechaydash, there's no Yom Tovim, right? If Bezazin is not Mekadash Lechaydash, decide no, there's no Yomtif. Yomtif is contingent on Bezazin. Shabbos is the exception. Shabbos is, is holy every seven days, regardless of whether Bezin does. How do I know that? Maybe Shabbos also requires Bezin to get up every seven days and say, it's Shabbos Hayyot. Bechom means, no, it's everywhere, with or without your interaction. Okay. Now let's keep going. It says the word Moishav, dwelling by Chelev, by the fats you're not allowed to eat in an animal, and Dam in blood. You're not allowed to eat the fats in the blood. It says Moishav also. Are you allowed to eat the fats in the blood in America? No. I know that. So what do you Moshe for? Moshe can apply Bechol Moshe Either can apply Israel or everywhere. Either way, it's not accurate. Chelev and Dam apply in America, so it's not Israel. And I already know it applies in America. I don't need a Pesach for that. So the answer is, it's Israel. I could have thought that I'm allowed to drink animal blood today. Why? Because I might think that when the Torah asers blood, it's really asering it because you're supposed to be throwing it on the Mizbeach. Meaning I could see that fats and blood, which are put on the Mizbeach, maybe the Torah asers it in America only when there were Karbonas around. Meaning maybe the Torah only asers it because it's supposed to be on the Mizbeach, you're not allowed to drink the blood. But when there's no base Amigdash, maybe you are allowed to drink animal blood. Kamashmal and Pasas no Toshev. Wherever you are, all the time, it doesn't stop. Okay, let's keep going. Same thing, Matzah and Mara, it says the word Moshev. What do you need it for? I know Matzah and Mara apply in America. The answer is, You might think that there's no mitzvah of Matzah bismanazeb because maybe there's only a mitzvah of Matzah when there's a carbon Pesach. But when there's no carbon Pesach, there's no mitzvah of Matzah. No, the Pesach says Moshev. It applies everywhere, even in America, even bismanazeb. And the last one, uh, the, by the tefillin and petach hamar, which is the redeeming the first the, the donkey, the pasuk says kiviacha when you enter Israel. Now let me ask you a question: You only have to wear tefillin in Israel? Of course not. You have to wear tefillin everywhere. So why does the pasuk say when you enter Israel you start putting on tefillin? What does tefillin have to do with Israel? So the Gemara says you know what Tan Rebbe Shmuel says? The Pasuk says entering Israel with tefillin, not because you actually have to only wear tefillin in Israel. It's saying if you wear tefillin, that'll be the schus that you need to be zoicha, to enter Eretz Israel. But it's not contingent on actually the land. I will stop here. Uh-huh.